You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. You know, this is the worst. (laughs) Packers lose, and I have to go downstairs and talk about it for a long time. All I'm trying to do is forget it, forget that it happened, but I have to go talk about it. Um, You know... I could probably make this a uh, 10-minute episode and say everything I have to say. I, I've, I've, I've said everything I have to say, and nothing really changes. Um, where to start? Well, like I said, the more disciplined team is probably going to win that game, and they did. Packers are not the disciplined team. How many freaking penalties are you going to have? How many times are we going to have to see Rashawn Gary come up? So at what? He, 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 his record of, of a sack every game gets erased now? Or did he have another one in the game? Because Razul freaking Douglas had three penalties in this game? Penalties. Mistakes. Drops. Lazard had a drop. Randall Cobb had a drop. Those guys have not had a drop all year. Both of them had drops in this game. Rodgers can't throw. Isn't this, isn't this what we said? Isn't this the problem? You sure you're ready? I know you want to go out and have fun. Are you sure you guys are ready? You sure your mind is right? You sure you're prepared? You sure you, you got all this stuff down? Blown coverages, drop passes, errant passes. David Bakhtiari at the end of the game, we got one final shot. He jumps off sides. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, man. And I'm, I'm sure they put him in because he's the ringer, you know. <laughs> oh, I, I again, I you know, it's it's, it's the same old thing, man. It, it's when I talked about the game prediction being like 20 to 16, first of all, I left out the part where if you don't rule out week one, we actually lose the game like 23 to 20. So it's actually pretty close. Um, but it's it's the same situation. The, the reason that it was what it was, as far as the predictions, I said, if you go into the past and say, if those teams play in this game, it's not going to go well because we haven't been a very good team, period. We've been lucky to get to three wins. We didn't really deserve a lot of them. But we got there. And again, it's like, you know what? Survive, get the wins, and then, you know, figure it out. Well, we still haven't figured it out. We're still making mistakes. We're still stalling out drives. We're still making mistakes, big mistakes on defense. Looked like a real good time. And and it's hard to even blame the defense because by the time they started giving up a ton, they're just getting gassed. 
Why? Because while the Giants run the ball a lot, they control the clock, and our offense can't stay on the field for more than like a single first down. So it gets to a point where you kind of aren't... It's hard to blame the defense. How much do you want to put on their shoulders? How many... How many minutes do they have to be on the field trying to get them off the field so our offense can try one more time, just one more time, just give us one more chance? And it's been like that every week. Great stop, defense. Let's go, offense. Oh, that sucked. All right, come on, defense. Do it again. Hey, they did it again. All right, come on, offense. You got to do it. You got to, nope, nope, freaking dang it. Okay, defense, I'm sorry. I got to ask you to do it one more time, man. You got to, hey, big play. All right, let's go. Offense, please, please, please do something. Nope, nope, they didn't do anything. They freaking didn't do anything again. I can't, it's hard to put it on the defense. You know, we can single out players, Razul, Savage, whatever. Pick, pick your favorite, you know, whatever. But I, again, they, they haven't figured it out. And if they don't figure it out, we're not a good team. If they do figure it out, hopefully it happens soon enough. Because the team we are now, there's no guarantees. I mean, I just watched the Bears-Vikings game. The Vikings almost lost to the Bears. And if the next time we see the Bears, the Bears play like that, not that they were flawless. I mean, I still think they kind of suck, but they look just like the Giants. They, they, you can see they suck. You can see they're lacking talent, but they're making big time plays when it matters. They're coming up clutch. They're playing at 110% while the Vikings at, toward the end were playing at about 60. Making mistakes, being, you know, and, and, and the Vikings pulled it out in the end. But the point is, you know, th- this isn't like an elite Packers team up against a garbage Giants team where we can just kind of coast and we'll beat them. No, we're pretty evenly matched, man. And, you know, it doesn't even include the part where their whole team is beat up. You know, when I saw that their corners, they're, they're, first of all, the corner was out going into the game. Then the number one corner goes out. Then Fabian Moreau got hurt. And I'm sitting there going, you got to throw. You have to be able to throw. You have to. They don't have good corners to, be, to begin with. And now they lost their top three corners. You have to throw. Not to mention they lost two defensive tackles, one before the game, one during the game. They lost one of their offensive linemen. They lost Saquon Barkley for a series and then went down to score a touchdown without him. At some point, you just have to be good enough to say you can't win with the personnel you have. You have to have better players to be able to beat us, and that's not the case. The problem is we're just getting outsmarted. It doesn't matter the the quality of the players if they're just drawing up plays that are beating us. You don't need to be a Hall of Fame quarterback and an elite wide receiver to be able to, you know, throw from a clean pocket to a wide open receiver. That's the whole thing with Bailey Zappi. Whoa, Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi didn't do anything, but he didn't have to because we didn't make him have to. If you don't bring pressure and you leave giant gaps open on the field for guys to run through, yeah, Bailey Zappi and Daniel Jones and Justin Fields, and it doesn't matter. Pick your quarterback. They're going to pick you apart. So, you know, I, I, again, like I said, I'm in wait and see mode. And when they're ready to get it together and have some more consistency and some more discipline, you know, they finally... Gave up all the turnovers, so that wasn't uh, an, an, an issue this time around. We didn't have three turnovers or two turnovers. I don't think we had one, did we? But what happened? You got penalties and all this other nonsense. Just ridiculous throws, bad decisions. Rodgers, again, has no time. But, but even on top of that, Rodgers is the most skittish quarterback I've ever seen. Watching Tom Brady stand in the pocket while everybody collapses around him and delivering shots. Even Daniel Jones, the announcers are talking about it. He just stood in there and, and delivered the pass. Rodgers, man, um, uh, uh, when a second and a half goes by in his brain, he starts dancing. Oh, 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 I gotta go. I gotta. And like one in every 10 times he completes a pass and it's this miraculous off his back foot throw. Just, it's a beautiful, and we're all just gushing. Oh, he's the best in the business to do it. 
Yeah, well, that doesn't count the other nine times when he either gets sacked, when he breaks the pocket and throws the ball away. You got to be able to stand in there, man. He's so skittish. He just, he, he breaks down way too fast. And so it's a combination of there's too much pressure, but also even if there's a little bit of pressure, he runs. So, so the amount of time that our wide receivers have to run routes is, is non-existent. It doesn't exist. Because our offensive line's getting beat, and Rodgers will not stand there and deliver a pass when pressure's coming. He's got he's to do his thing, which, which his thing is even looking ugly now. It's, it, it used to be, remember back in the day, it was so clean. He steps up in the pocket, boom, to his right, delivers a strike. Pretty. Now he, like, tucks the ball into his stomach, and he starts doing this weird jukey thing, and his feet are just pumping, and he kind of, like, curls up in the fetal position, and maybe he squeaks out, and if he does, he starts to panic. It just is a panicked mess. You know... And, and he's not taking a lot of sacks because he, he kind of like squirts out of there, but it, it doesn't turn into much very often. But then again, he'll do it that one time. And it's like, oh, he's so good. And it's like, yeah, man, I'm glad for that one time. But how many, how many plays are we leaving on the field? Because you start, I've, I've seen it already. I've gone back and looked. That game against Tampa, it happened over and over again. And Tom Brady, man, I swear, we, we had a ton of pressure in that game. But it didn't matter because he stood there fearless like a statue and delivered the ball right before pressure got there. Rodgers won't do it. If it starts getting, if one of his guys just starts getting beat, it doesn't matter if nobody's even close to him. I've, I've, I've gone back and highlighted it, drawn a big arch and said, look how much space he has. I understand this guy's getting beat, but you have space. You have time. Nope. Got to dance. Got to freak out. You know, and then, then we even reverted back to let's just throw 20 yard passes every single time. We, we went three and out on three passes and no runs. We come back out on the field. What do we do? We launch a 20 yard pass. I just, you know. And then when we started doing that, and I know Christian Watson got hurt at one point, but we started not using him in those situations. You put the guy on the field for his jet sweeps and then pull him when you want to take a shot. I don't, I don't get it, man. And then there's the whole underlying issue of the second half. I'm so sick of the second half. It's why, you know, during the first half, I don't even care what the score is. Coming into this game, we already ranked 28th in the second half in terms of points scored. We're averaging just 6.75 points. You know how many points our offense got in this game? Zero. They're going to give us credit for two because they took a safety. Didn't score a single freaking point in the second half. Not one. So we'll have to keep an eye on San Francisco, Philly, the Rams, and Tennessee. In fact, Tennessee, is that game over? See if we can drop to dead last here. If they scored seven points. Oh, wow. They've only scored seven this season. That brings them up to 14. They're catch- they'll get there. They're catching up, making moves. Yeah, the, the Rams just need to score five. Philly needs to score five. The Rams score eight, and, and they're, they pass us. Ranked 28th in the fourth quarter. We scored 10 points through, well, now five games, because I'm not counting the two points. 10 points in five games in the fourth quarter. You know, I, I recently started uh, playing StarCraft again. I used to play it when I was a kid, and I found that it was for free, and I was kind of nervous to actually go online and play against people that know what they're doing. And um, I was right to be afraid because I suck. But I'm starting to get a little bit better. But, but what I've realized is the hard part is developing a plan throughout the whole thing. I've got an initial plan. I know what I'm doing, and I'm looking great. Like, I'm, I'll go back and watch the replays, and I'm ahead of everybody. I'm doing awesome. The problem is, once you get past that first stage, what's your next plan? Because everybody else is developing their plan. They're continuing to move. They're continuing to build. They're, they're going in another direction. They're building, you know, the... the higher, more developed thing. And, and they've got, they've got a full on plan for how they're going to attack you. They're going to use these guys to do this and these guys to do that. And they're going to come over here from this. And then I don't know what I, I got my, 
I got my dragoons, and I could build a couple stargates over there, maybe, and then I don't know, probably put some cannons around so they don't attack me. I don't know what I'm doing. That's the Packers. They've they've got an initial plan. They know what they're doing, and they come out and they got this plan, and they attack you, and they're crushing you, and then the other team continues to develop. They continue to get better. They continue to figure things out. They try this, it doesn't work, so then they move to that, and they, they continue to, to modify what they're doing. And then they start to figure things out. They start scoring. They start stopping you. And what do we do? We, we sit there and go, I don't know. Should we try to run it again? No, that didn't work. I mean, you, you look at the ways in which we start getting beat with these, these kinds of plays that are a little bit more complex. And we went up against the Patriots. They've got extra offensive linemen in the game. We go up against the, the Giants, and they're playing in the Wildcat. I'm not saying we have to get super crazy, but in almost every single game I'm watching, they're pulling out some stops to be able to make sure that they get some points. The Packers are not. What do they do? They turn into Mike McCarthy. Let's just let's just let Aaron Rodgers go into shotgun and launch a 20-yard pass to a guy that's not open. And by the way, it doesn't matter if he's open because Rodgers has his mind made up before the ball snap. I'm going to throw to the slowest guy on the entire field, Alan Lazard, who's, who's blanketed. Because I trust that he's going to be Devontae Adams, and I'm going to put it in the perfect spot, and he's just going to go up and get it. Turns out, though, he's not Devontae Adams, and I can't just do that. Which is, by the way, how he decided to win the game. That final batted pass, he was going to throw it over there, and in my mind, he was so sure about him, like he had somebody open, but the pass got batted, dang it. You watch the replay, he wasn't open. Maybe he would have hit the back shoulder, I don't know, but neither did Rodgers. He was just going to launch it over there. Even though there was two guys screaming off the edge completely unblocked, he's like, no, that's fine. I'm just going to throw it over there. Probably because there was no other plan B. Again, no plan. No what if. Even though, again, as an intelligent quarterback, you see those two guys and you probably should know that they're coming in block, which should maybe maybe make you think, hey, last pass just got tipped. Good chance this one does. Is there a plan B? Should I go in another direction? Nope. I know what we're doing. We're going to Lazard here. We're so, like, just one-dimensional. We're not very creative. I mean, we, we can be with certain things, but again, when when it stops working... And you're like, all right, what's the next iteration? What's the next step? Where do we go from here? I don't know. And it's almost like we get less creative when that happens. You know, we'll 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 start off the game with all this motion, and you're seeing uh, Josiah getting a couple passes, and you're seeing these creative plays. And then by the end of the game, you know, it's it's run up the middle for two yards and try to take shots. And maybe that's what happens because the defense is like, all right, here, that's what the adjustment is, and and that's the thing we can't be. I I don't know. I don't know what it is. But it's, it's, it's a very clear issue right now. The Packers have the talent to be able to go down the field and win. They don't have the ability to continue to adapt to a game. And, I, I, you know, th- there's a lot of places to put the blame, but no matter what the issue is, it comes back to Matt LaFleur. I like Matt LaFleur. I do think he's an intelligent guy. I think he's done a great job with this scheme, and we got some great pieces, but there are some issues. Discipline is a big issue. The team is not ready to play way too often. That's Matt LaFleur's fault. He's way too buddy-buddy with these guys, especially when they go on these big trips. And all I'm hearing is Aaron Rodgers is going out to soccer matches. And these guys, you know, Aaron Jones is out doing photo shoots, and I'm going to go meet the guys, and we're doing all this stuff, and everybody's meet and greet and do all this stuff. Dude, you got a football game in like a day. Tell you what, shake hands after. Rodgers, you can live in England for a month if you want to. You can buy a third house out there and watch all the soccer matches you want. If you really wanted to, you could probably be part owner in, in, a, in a soccer club. Right now, though, we have a football game to play. It's just, it's just too laid back. And, and again, the discipline isn't there. there. There's no coach saying, BS, get over here, we're doing this. I don't care. 
the, the again, the lack of adaptability. And again, I know the, the halftime adjustment thing isn't really a thing in terms of like a broad sweeping adjustment. But there are minor things that are taking place, changes being made in a game that this is a, it's a chess match. You know, there, there comes a time when you're in it, you, you can't plan. You know, you, you can't plan Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday going into the second quarter, the third quarter. At some point, you have to continually make adaptations, changes throughout the game. And we're not seeing it. And again, I, I, I can't be mad at the defense. If you look at uh, how our defense ranks in the second half, um, well, let's sort it the other way because so it makes more sense. The Packers are the eighth best. They've given up the eighth least amount of points in the second half. So it's not like we're getting, it's on both ends where we just get blown out in the second half and then the other team, you know. No, it's, it's, it's not that. But when you score zero points, that's a problem. Can you get a field goal? Nothing? Really? Nothing? We had 20 points at halftime. We were on pace for 40. We ended with 22 because they get gifted us a safety. Because they didn't even care. So, I don't know. Why don't, why don't we take a break just so we can not have to worry about the break. Come back on the other side. Patreon.com forward slash back underscore day if you want to support the podcast. If you want to feel good about something today, which I've watched now several games. I watched the uh, Vikings game. Not a single good thing happened in that game. I watched the Tampa Bay game where the Falcons got robbed of beating stupid Tampa Bay. And at that point, I just said, I'm done watching football and came down here. But if you want to feel good about something today, please consider giving to Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. You can check them out at FertileGroundRanch.org. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. So just kind of to, again, reiterate what I've been saying about a lot of stuff and again it, it's more the offense than the defense but that certainly doesn't get the defense off the hook for a lot of stuff because as much as you know hey it's not that many points or whatever or whatever you want to say about it um shouldn't have been this much i mean they, they actually did a decent job of of slowing down saquon obviously he had the big run but uh we couldn't stop him from passing and then there was a quote here tj slayton said the biggest surprise today was how often the giants called bootlegs with daniel jones it's something packers knew as part of the giants offense but they didn't stop it 
Once Brian Dable saw Packers couldn't defend it, he kept calling it, and the Packers never adjusted. I'm so befuddled by this. Because again, I, I said the most annoying thing I've seen all year is the lack of pursuit by the linebackers. But at least it's it's with the intent on not allowing them to do things like boot. Because you're not selling out on the run so that you can come around the other side. And I said flat out, the Giants do it a ton. They did it a ton to the Bears. I don't think they're going to be successful doing it to the Packers. Because for whatever reason, Quay Walker will not commit to going after the running back if he sees that the quarterback might still have the ball. And apparently... TJ Slayton here is saying, man, I didn't know that was happening. And and the last part was narrated by Ryan Wood saying that the Packers never adjusted. Maybe they did. I don't know. But, you know, it's again, it's stuff like that. You you watch the tape, right? You saw that they do it a lot. Don't you watch tape with the players? Don't the players know? Don't you as a defensive coordinator sit down and say, look, they do this a crap ton. Be careful. And if you're not going to play it, and if you're just going to try to shut down Saquon, hey, I commend you for that. That's a great plan. But if they start running boot, you got to have a plan in your back pocket. Like, all right, we, we planned for this. Told you it was coming. Here's what we're doing. Get ready. Again, according to this, I don't know. Ryan Wood seems to think they didn't adjust. Maybe they did and couldn't execute. Who knows? And Slayton's just giving it all up today. TJ Slayton on the Packers defense. I think we were a little too dialed in at times with the plan and what we practiced. We knew what we were going to see, and I think we were getting a little lost. We were getting a little lost when we didn't see what we were practicing. In other words, (laughs) the Packers, again, they had a great plan. I I, I really think the Packers are great strategists. Just like I said, when when, when I'm playing the game, I've got a great plan going in. They did a great job of of scheming and and saying, this is what I think the Giants are going to do, and here's what I think we can do to stop them. And they did a great job. We shut them down, and our offense did a great job. But when they adjust, what are you going to do? I think these, are, these guys are, are brilliant in terms of being able to sit down and analyze and take their time and all that. But who's the guy that's going to make the in-game adjustments? We're, we're looking primarily at Matt LaFleur and the offensive and defensive coordinators. And there's a whole bunch of other guys that are, that are, that are there, but there needs to be a process in place for doing this. TJ Slayton's flat out saying, I don't know, they changed it and we didn't know what to do. And, and, and again, that's kind of on the players. Because now it's a question of if, if uh, the defensive coordinator starts calling different stuff. I don't know, man. I, 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 don't, I don't know what you do about that. I don't know what you do when your players are like, hey, we didn't practice this. Like, no kidding, dude. Have you ever played football before? Aren't you a professional football player? Didn't you play in college? Have you never played a game where they did something other than what, you, what your coaches said? Hey, watch out for this. Of course they're doing different things. You know, we, we, we've got... Talent on top of talent on top of talent, and it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when it can't come together. And then I got to go watch all these other games with scrubs making plays. You know, I'm, I'm looking at it, and it's like, man, we got Kenny's doing a great job, and Rashawn's doing a great job, and like the stars are being stars, but nobody else is stepping up. It's not exactly the case, but just in general, that's what I see. And that doesn't make any sense because. Other teams don't have near as many stars, but they work together as a unit, and they get the job done. It's not Kenny Clark wrecked the play, but nobody else was anywhere to be found. And so, well, if you do, now we need to get three more first-round picks along the defensive line. We need probably another first-round pick linebacker, and then, you know, a couple, probably two more first-round pick safeties because Savage didn't quite pan out. Probably need another first-round pick corner because, you know, uh, Razul isn't really doing his job. This isn't this isn't how this is going to work, man. Not everybody can be a first-round pick or a prize-free agent pickup. 
at some point, guys got to step up and play football. I'm watching the the Bears game as Kendall Vildor is picking off passes. You know, Jalen Rager got a touchdown. Guys are making plays. They're doing their job. I mean, if you want to see scrubs making plays, look at the Giants. You think these are all first-round pick offensive linemen that are pushing our defensive linemen around? You got scrub-wide receivers. Andy Herman posted something on Twitter. You got Jair standing 10 yards off of some guy that nobody's ever heard of at wide receiver. Of course, they throw it to him, and he ends up picking up like 8 or 9 or 10 yards on like 1st and 10. What are you doing? Why are you giving him that much respect? And then to sit there and stand and dance, it's like, what is he, Megatron? What is this, Mike Evans? There's another clip Andy Herman posted. And we've got one, two, three, four, five, six guys on the line. So it's our four plus the two linebackers mugging the, uh, the, the A-gaps. You know what they did? They called a quarterback draw. You know why? Because we don't ever bring the linebackers. So we dropped our linebackers. The Giants knew they would, and he, he, he scrambled. How about third and two and fourth and two passing the ball? Well, let's find out what Aaron Jones thinks about it. I put my money on it. You give me an AJ two downs to get two yards. Uh, I put my money on it. So, uh, but at the same time, I don't. I'm not the quarterback, so I don't know what A Rod's seen. Um, and they made a good defensive play to bat it down. So, um, you know, we just go back to the drawing board and put our heads down and keep working. That's the first glimmer of frustration I've ever seen from Aaron Jones in my life. He's not smiling. He's not joking around. He's not just playing it down like, nah, it's fine. He flat out said, yeah, I'd put my money on us. And then he kind of like goes into A.J. Dillon mode where he's like, but you know, I don't know. Hey, I don't know what Aaron. And by the way, he put it on Aaron Rodgers. He didn't put it on Matt LaFleur. He's like, but you know, I don't know what Rodgers is seeing. Maybe he saw some some really great looks, which yeah, what? One-on-one on on the outside with Lazard and you just know with with two free rushers coming off the edge? Come on, man. Razul Douglas. And and, you know, again, this is, this is, it's not good, man. They, they got a long flight back to stew on this, but you can see Razul Douglas in the locker room, quote, I'm pretty sure we all feel bad looking around. We all look bad. I just told everybody it was my fault. I had three uncharacteristic effing penalties, and I don't usually get, but I had them. That effed the whole defense up. And he's not wrong. Again, a sack got taken away. You know how cr- And this is where I said it. it really just takes that one play. There's no doubt in my mind. When you got, I think it was first down. When you got a first down deep in your own territory and Rashawn Gary comes up with a sack, they're done. They're done. They're not going to make that up. The, the Packers are fired up. They're, you know, it's just, it's not going to happen. So now we're going to get the ball back, the momentum, penalty, penalty. Now it's first down. They're on like the 30 or 40 or whatever yard line and, and they drive down the field. And now you got Jair, you know, Jair is already kind of popping off a little bit about the, the Vikings game. Then they lose this game and, and he says, uh, you know, are you concerned about the defense? And he says, he's not concerned about the Packers defense yet, but he will be if they lose to the Jets. And then Rodgers gets mad at Jair saying, no, and frankly, I don't like all this conversation about losing next week. He's, he's upset that Jair even mentioned that they were going to lose next week. So now he's mad at Jair. Here's uh, the, the, I guess, full quote. I don't know. Frankly, I don't like all this conversation about losing next week. I'm a firm believer in the power of words and manifestation. And if we've got to check ourselves, and we've got to check ourselves on that, because talking about that is not winning football. There was conversation about it in the locker room, and I don't like it. Jaw's my guy, but we don't need to be talking like that. I understand there's a reality in this game that there's a win and a loss every single game, but there's also a reality in life that what you're putting our energy towards, that's where our focus is going to go. So I'm not going to address prospects of losing up here other than we just lost this game. Offensively, we have to put two halves together. 
that's a lot. Uh, there's a lot that factors into that. Everything from calls to execution to the momentum to defensive stops to adjustments that we make that are good and shouldn't make, but it's a lot of execution. Blah, blah, blah. Don't care. As Preston Smith, he says, I don't know. I thought we were playing well. There were just too many mistakes. And he's not wrong about that. If you think back about how many terrible plays there were, there weren't a ton. I mean, I, I know it started to deteriorate down the stretch. But again, far too often, it's like, all right, great play. Oh, oh penalty. Nope, never mind. First down. You know, or, or just a missed tackle. You know, you look at it and say, well, that was a 24-yard play. How could you say that wasn't a terrible play? It was a missed tackle that turned into that. If the guy just does his job, if, he, if, if this guy doesn't give up the edge, it's one guy making one stupid mistake. You know, the, the big play to Saquon, that was on Quay Walker. You could see Devondre pointing, right? They're playing zone. Hey, he's coming across. We're passing off. I got this guy. You go that way. Quay kept running after him. Wasn't until it was way too late. He's like, oh, shoot, and starts taking off and ends up tackling Saquon way down the field. Aaron Rodgers is asked how close the team is. He says the cliche answer would be really close, but the actual answer is unknown, honestly. And that's, that's it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's something there, right? We're not the Bears where you don't have the talent. We're not the Lions where you don't have the talent. We're not the Seahawks who are actually winning games somehow. But it's, it's, it, the, these teams where you look at it and go, they, they don't really have the prospect of being better. The Packers have it. You've seen it, right? Explosive plays and all this stuff. They, 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 you've, you've got the, the shifty guy in Dobbs. You've got the speed guy in Watson. You've got Randall and Lazard playing at a high level. You've got great running backs got all these great offensive linemen even if they're not doing great right now you got Kenny you got Rashawn you got when is it going to turn over no idea is it going to turn over no idea next week against the Jets no idea no idea I don't know are we going to beat the Jets I don't know they beat Miami 40 to 17 what do you want me to tell you that I'm positive we're going to beat the Jets I have no idea if they can, at this point, if they can put up about 25, they got us beat because our offense can't score. They just hung 40 on Miami. Well, they don't have a quarterback. It has nothing to do with scoring 40 points, does it? I don't know what to tell you. Do they have the talent? Of course they do. Of course they have the talent to beat the Jets, but that hasn't mattered so far. Even, you know, even in these wins, you know, they, they very easily could have lost to New England. They very easily could have lost to Tampa Bay. The only like clear victory was against the Chicago Bears. So again, it's, it's not even a question of, are they a good team? Of course they're not. It's a question of, are they ever going to figure this out? Whatever these issues are. Because it's, 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 it's really hard to keep finding excuses. Well, the rookies, you know. Wasn't the rookies' fault. Dobbs wasn't a problem in this game. There was, there's no rookie drops to blame on. Didn't have a Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs drop. Didn't have the uncharacteristic fumble at the goal line or the botched snap or any of that stuff. Nope. They weren't existent in this game. Just didn't play well. I mean, the the Giants with nobody, with no offensive line, no running back, no wide receivers, they marched down the field against us. And then we go out and see what? A defense that has a decimated defensive tackle group, no corners. We can't throw on them. And and that's that's the shocking thing. They played like single high, right? This whole, well, everybody plays two shell. No, that's okay. They played single high safety. Why? They they pressed up our, our guys and then they brought pressure. And they said, if you can get behind us and throw it over my defense's head before our guys can get to Rodgers, then you'll beat us. Couldn't do it. You know why? Because we couldn't stop their pass rush. And we didn't have guys fast enough to beat them behind. We're putting Randall Cobb out there and, and Lazard out there, and they can't get behind people. Go figure. But even if they could, there's no time. They're bringing pressure, and we can't block them. So that, that seems to be the formula. Now, how, you, how do we beat that? We have Dobbs and we have Lazard, and they need to be or Dobbs and, and Watson, assuming Watson's even healthy, you need to use them to get behind 
people. Because if you're going to press Watson, he's going to be able to get two steps behind that guy in about two seconds. But, you know, again, Watson got hurt, and I don't think we would have done it anyways. They just didn't want him on the field, especially when things got critical. That's when we pull all the young guys. Get Watson off the field. Might even not put Dobbs on the field. I don't know. It's, 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 we want Randall Cobb. We want Lazar and Aaron Jones and, 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 and Dylan, maybe. You know, Rogers made the comment, we're not sharp enough yet to have a wider margin of error. That's exactly it. You, you're not a good enough football team to be making this many mistakes and win. And so, you know, they're, they're, you got the turnovers, you got the penalties. You can't overcome that. That's why I said, even against teams that are not very good football teams, you can't be doing this stuff. And by the time you get to the good football teams, you not only have to be good, you have to be sharp. You got to be disciplined. So, so you got to get rid of the mistakes and be playing good football. And, you know, again, eventually that's going to catch up to you. And it was another game of that happening. You played a great half and then you just, you just gave up, I guess, in the second half. I don't know what else to say. You know, and it, even the point that many people are making, um, as much as it's stupid that we just went pass, 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 I think the defense was daring you to throw, and it's like, dude, you don't have anybody left. Your team is decimated. You're going to dare me to do anything. With Aaron Rodgers and the guys we have, you need to be able to step up to the challenge. The Giants are saying, I bet you can't beat our corners who are nobodies. And you know what? They were right. Couldn't do it. So maybe we should have run. I don't know. When they've got like eight guys up at the line of scrimmage, everybody up in the box, corners are all pressing down. Maybe we should have tried to run the ball. Maybe. I don't know. But but if if the high percentage play says to pass and they don't have a good defense, I understand if this is one of the best corner groups in football, then you're kind of weighing your options like, well, they're stacking the box, but also it's going to be tough to beat these guys on the outside. This isn't that. They're nobodies. Couldn't win. That's a problem. You need to be able to look at Romeo Dobbs and say, I want you to beat that guy, and he beats him. You need to be able to look at Randall Cobb. And, and, and again... We did. That, that play to Cobb, that third down and two at the goal line, that was probably a touchdown, but it got batted because Rodgers threw it into somebody's collarbone. And so again, I'm kind of just over the on-paper stuff. Um, the team is what it is right now. It's, it's not a good football team. It's not a bad football team, but it's not a good football team. I'm, I, I can honestly look you in the eye, talk to you directly, and say, I don't know if we're going to beat the Jets. Because right now, I don't know if we're a better team than the Jets. I don't. And that's not an emotional reaction. I'm just telling you what we're seeing right now. We, we don't have the... Again, on paper, sure. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. We can, we can do all the victory laps we want about what's on paper. Yes, we have a better roster than 90% of the NFL. That's true. They've got to be able to put it together. Now, if there is a silver lining, now that I've done all the negative stuff, it's that I still don't know who the good teams are in the NFL. I'm, I'm so upset that the Vikings, uh, the Vikings should have lost the last two weeks and they just came out because Amir Smith-Marset is an absolute idiot for the Chicago Bears. The Bears are actually driving down the field. By the way, they, they went down, scored like 19 unanswered points against the Vikings or something crazy. And then they start driving down the field again. I couldn't believe it. Justin Fields and this offense are making a driving, throws a, a, a real nice pass under pressure, keeps the, keeps the sticks moving. Then he throws to Marset. Real easy pass, run out of bounds, stop the clock. He decides to go back inbound and then holds the ball with one arm and a Vikings player just rips the ball out of his hand, game over. You absolute idiot. But they should have lost. I mean, here's the thing. How much better are the Vikings than the Bears? How much better are the Vikings than the Saints? They're not. I mean, it came down to the wire against two terrible teams for the Vikings. 
The Lions, number one offense in football. What did they do? What did, first of all, what did I say? This is the week that the offense comes down to reality. I didn't think they'd score zero points, but I said, this is the week that the Lions, you know, things start to course correct for some of these teams. And that was a big one. And it was. Biggest scoring offense in all of football scored zero points against the Patriots. So again, we're starting to see some of the course corrections. Chargers, are they good? No. Cleveland's not good? No. Buffalo obliterated Pittsburgh, so that's probably a pretty good football team in the AFC. Are the Giants good? I don't know, man. Maybe. Seattle, this dominant football team, gave up 39 points to the Saints. Scored 32, though. I don't, I don't understand Seattle. Again, Miami got blown out by the Jets, 40-17. to Tampa Bay should have lost to Atlanta if it wasn't for the refs bailing them out with garbage, absolute trash calls. This Texans team. What? And by the way, didn't I say for the Houston Texans? I don't know about that one. Kind of a weird game. I'm not sure if I buy the Texans. It's a divisional game. They lost 13-6. to Jaguars are one of these teams that are supposed to be real good. They lost to what was supposed to be the worst team in football, the Texans. I thought the worst team. I don't know who the worst team is. I don't know who the best team is. We got the Buffalo Bills, probably the Eagles. That game's going on right now. Uh, They're beating Arizona. I don't really super expect that. Although, again, like I said, I kind of think that they're going to win the game. But I wouldn't be surprised if they end with the Arizona Cardinals being better than the Eagles at the end of the year. We'll see. I don't know. There's still a lot of bad football being played is the point. And, and, and again, nothing changes from what I said earlier. They just need to figure it out, and the sooner the better. We're, we are that young lady in a car trying to start the car while the masked killer is coming after her. And, and come on, start, you stupid car. And hopefully she's not going to have to get out of the car and bail, which is usually how these games, movies go. We got to get the car turned over. It's still early. But there comes a time when it gets to be a little late. Now, at the end of the day, there's two factors that matter. We need to have a winning enough record to get into the playoffs, and we need to be ready to play by the time the playoffs come. Playoffs aren't going to be here for a long time, and we're certainly not eliminated from the playoffs yet. So that's, that's just the reality. Now, I'm not going to say, see, we're a bad team. We're not going to win the Super Bowl. We're not going to the playoffs. I don't know. I know that the team that's playing right now today sucks at football a little bit. They're not good enough. They're not. They're not good enough to probably beat the 49ers at this point. They're not good enough to beat Philadelphia. They're not good enough if they go to the Super Bowl to beat Kansas City, to beat Baltimore, to beat Buffalo. But they do have enough talent. And so every week, we just do the same old song and dance. I wonder if they're going to figure it out this week. Let's see. Well, that sucked. I guess they didn't figure it out. And again, secondarily, find a way to win. Just get out of there with a win so that we can survive another week. We can get a little bit closer to the playoffs, and hopefully, hopefully, we figure this thing out. Because again, not a lot of teams are figuring it out right now. There's a lot of weird stuff going on in the NFL. You know, the 49ers with the whole quarterback situation thing was weird. Carolina's a joke. Dallas lost their quarterback. The Rams, I don't know what their problem is. A lot of new coordinators. You know, Denver's got a new guy. Chicago's got a new guy. Minnesota's got a new guy. Whole bunch of new stuff going on in the world. Even the Giants, you know, they got new new everything going on. So, you know, we can sit here and talk about what teams are now, but the, the, the more important question is what are teams going to be in the future? That's why I phrased it that way when I did some of the breakdowns of these games. I, I don't think in the long run Jacksonville is going to stay up where they are. They already lost to Houston. Now, it's a divisional game. It's probably a freaky thing, and Jacksonville will end up being better than Houston. That's not much of a question. But how real was it that Jacksonville is sort of this dominant team? Not very. Tampa Bay. 
By the way, Tampa's having struggles, new head coach. The head coach, by the way, happens to be a guy that sucks at being a coach, but it is what it is, historically speaking. So I don't have much else to say. They're not, they're not where they need to be, obviously. But we need to survive uh, long enough for us to be able to figure out what to do, assuming it happens. But there's nothing else to do. You can sit here and pout and whine and moan about, we're never going to be good. We're never going to. Okay, fine, then stop watching football. Why do you want to watch that? That sounds horrible. Don't bother. Somehow you can see into the future and know for a fact and, and tell me that it's not an emotional thing you're, you're doing. You know for a fact that they're never going to figure it out and never going to be more cohesive. Then you should just stop watching. What I'm saying is I have no idea. And I just don't have anything deeper for you. That's, you know, we need individuals to come along. And, I, and, and there, are, there are some promising things. We might as well end with that. But we need individuals to come along. But the biggest thing is collectively, we got to figure it out. And I do put primarily on the, on the coaching staff and, and Matt LaFleur in particular. I like Matt. I think, you know, he does a good job, but there are certain things that are not great. I think the team is, is one of the lesser disciplined teams. They don't show up ready. They don't play with nearly the amount of heart as a lot of these other teams do. We're seeing lesser teams play at 110% while our guys are cruising at about 60, trying to just coast and make it happen. Because when you got Rodgers and, and uh, Devontae and all these stars out there, you can kind of just kind of just cash it in a little bit and still pull out a win. Now you can't do that. Now you have to do that whole Lions thing where you're playing above your own abilities. Our guys don't play above their abilities. They play at or below it. Who's going out playing above their abilities on a week-to-week basis? Nobody's doing that. Maybe our stars play like stars. Very rarely do our non-stars show up and play like stars. They, everybody just kind of plays to their ability and they make occasional mistakes that blow up plays and that's, that's the whole thing. It just feels like we have to fight and claw and gnash and, and do everything we can to try to gain a yard. And these guys are just doing random stuff. And it's like, whoa, yeah, there, there's an easy seven. You know, again, and, and Zach Cruz is on a crusade, crusade right now on Twitter, showing that it, it's, it's not we should have run the ball. It's you should have executed. And he's right. He showed every single play, you know, showing screen captures of it and, and the defense that they're showing. Of course, single high. Everybody's at the line. Guys are getting pressed up calling reliable plays to reliable guys that have run this a thousand times. They're just not doing their job, and they're not getting open, and they're not catching the ball, and Rodgers isn't throwing the right place at the right time, and it's just not working. Blocking, throwing, catching. Right play call against this defense, and they know. They know if we show this, they're going to try to do this, but what they're saying is they won't be able to do it, and they were right, and that's a problem. When the Giants are looking at Aaron Rodgers, and by the way, every time the Packers' offense is really bad, it's when they dare Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) That's that's when things go really south. When they say, we're not going to let you run, but go ahead and try to beat us through the air, you know that this team is going to struggle. And that's what they're doing. And, and you better believe that's what every team is going to do from now on. We're not going to let Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon run. We're going to load up, and we're going to play man, and you have to beat us. And I said they were going to do that, and we couldn't do it. But um, boy, oh boy, I'm trying to think of players to highlight that did a great job, and I'm kind of struggling. And I, I don't want to highlight too many people because... There's a lot of plays, you know, I mean, Rashawn Gary, I could say, but at the same time, he might've had a terrible day. He had the one sack that got called back, saw a couple other plays, but uh, you know, most of the time I noticed he wasn't even on the field, which got to be kind of aggravating. Seemed like, you know, I know you want to save him for critical downs and plays, but there's been some pretty critical, like second and 15s where it's like, boy, I really wish we had a pass rusher out. And then when they get 11 yards, it's like, well, now it's a critical third and four. We got to get Rashawn out there. Come on, man. Some of these drives, Rashawn isn't on the field, and then they bring him in when we get down to, like, the goal line. And I know these guys are gassed. They even showed Rashawn on the sideline gasping for air. You want to make sure that he's got all the air he needs to get these the, the plays in. But, man, 
Who do we highlight? Um, probably none of the receivers. Romeo was fine, but he didn't really destroy anything. I didn't notice anyone on, along the offensive line. Uh, DeGuara caught back-to-back passes. That was about it. Mercedes got his touchdown. I will say the wide receiver blocking was great for whatever that's worth in the first half. Um, Jones looked good. I thought Dylan ran pretty strong today, had a couple big runs. But again, the, the defense just took that away. Said, no, we're not letting you do that stuff anymore. You got to throw. Um, TJ Slayton is about the only guy that comes to mind that really had a big day. And again, his, his main job, the one thing we need you to do is blow up the run, and he did that. Again, I don't know on a play-to-play, maybe there was a bunch of times he messed up, but I saw him in this game more than I've ever seen him before. Quay, I thought, had a terrible day. I don't know, play-to-play, but just not great. I don't think any of the corners looked great. Azul obviously was terrible. Saw Stokes get beat, saw Jair get beat. Not all the time, but... And, and by the way, that is, that is one of the more annoying things ever is when the pass rush is always getting there, but somebody's always open. And I don't know if it's, it's because we're playing zone and they're calling these quick hitters and somebody's just always open or what, but it's, it's so demoralizing when the pass rush is always right there. Kenny just throws a guy instantly, and by the time he gets in a straight line to the quarterback, the ball's gone, and the guy's open, and they run for 9, 10, 11 yards. Can you guys freaking cover for three seconds, for two seconds? Somebody comes open in the middle of the field every single time. I, I wouldn't think for one of the most elite secondaries in football that you, it would be too much to ask for you to cover for two seconds. But such is life, I guess. Um, can't really highlight special teams. Amari put one on the ground. Watson was exactly what I thought he would be. He runs fast, so he'll gain more, more ground in a straight line than Amari would, but he has no wiggle. And he's got so much build-up speed that it's really dangerous if he goes full speed into somebody and you can tell he knows that. And he starts like slowing down before the hit. And it just It looks ugly and... Kind of just stupid. But uh, Pat O'Donnell and Mason Crosby. There you go. There's your game balls. Pat O'Donnell, Mason Crosby, and TJ freaking Slayton. You want to know why we lost the game? Because those are the game balls. Anyways, um, go back and look at some of this stuff more in depth tomorrow. That's just kind of initial thoughts. Uh, Again, it's there. You know, if you look at what we did in the first half, that's a great football team. It is. It's just, it's a good football team, what they're doing. But they come out flat in the second half. They can't put things together. There's no, there's no plan. There's no ability to adapt. The defense can't adapt. The offense can't adapt. And, and we just get shut down offensively and defensively and end up losing the game in a, in a nail-biter, which should never have been a nail-biter. Again, when you're on pace for 40 points in a game, ending with 22, which is really 20, is garbage. It's straight-up garbage. That's and, and that, listen. That's the whole thing. I don't know. I'm I'm not a coach. I don't know what you got to do. But that that's what you got to figure out. Matt Lafleur and his staff. You guys need to sit down together and say, okay, we're really good at this, and we're going to come up with a great plan. But they're going to. We we need to be able to have a process in game for adaptation. Because I'm sorry, you don't get to pause the game and take four days off to make up a new plan. Well, they're doing this now. Let's really let's come up with a new plan. You don't get to do that. You got to do it on the fly. And I'm not talking about contingency plans during the week. Like, well, but then if they change to this, we'll do that. No, I'm talking about you don't get to plan. You get to react now. You need to have somebody watching saying, this is what they're doing. This is what we need to do. Theoretically, that would be like what your defensive coordinator does. Okay, they're running more of this now. Therefore, we should be doing this. But then when you have your players saying, well, we didn't know what to do because we never practiced for that. I don't give a crap, Slayton. I don't care. 
I'm calling this play and I am, I'm asking you to execute it. What are you confused about? Here's your gap. That's it. You don't need to worry about what they're doing. Let me worry about the play calling and what they're doing. You worry about your assignments. Got confused. I just saw what happened to Savion Smith. And it's amazing how I'm, you know, so angry about this game. And then you watch, watch that situation and all that just goes away. Wow. I guess Dan Campbell said Savion Smith has full motor skills, hoping to fly home with it uh, on the team plane. So seems like he's doing okay. I guess I don't know. Anyways, again, I, I don't have anything else. There's not a whole lot else to say. It's exactly what I said last time is, is still the issue. And it, the, the, the hard part is you go back and you look and you can just see it's like it's one mistake. It's one minor thing. Why should that cause such a... It's a, you want to get mad at the team, but you look at it and go, well, I mean, he, it wasn't that bad of a play. But somebody's got to make a play. That's the point. And it, and it just, they just got to win. Now, we've been here before. This, this reminds me of, and, and again, these are not great years as far as examples, but we've been in these situations before where defense is kind of figured out, and they say, this is what we think you can't do. I think they can. They weren't able to in this game. And again, I'm going to keep harping on the, the offensive line and, and the protection. It's it's not every play, but uh, you know it's it's hard to be able to drop back and throw when they're daring you to throw if you don't have time to throw. But um, again, even when they did have time, Rodgers didn't throw it right, or Randall drops it, or Lazard drops it. It's it's just a combination. You, you need everybody to step up, and the offensive line didn't step up. Rodgers didn't step up. Lazard didn't step up. Cobb didn't step up. You know, I saw Rodgers getting mad at the receivers, making mistakes, and everything. You know, it just that's what's got to get fixed. And that's it. I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to leave it at that. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.